Sam Kamani, today's guest, is doing something wildly innovative. He's helping nonprofits sell non-fungible tokens, or NFTs, as part of their fundraising strategy. He'll also share insights about his superpower connecting with people. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. Hello, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's just a thrill for me to meet you and connect with you and learn more about the inspiring things you're doing. Thank you, Devin, for inviting me to your show. It's an absolute pleasure to be on your show and to talk about a bit about my background, what we are doing, and how we intend to change the world for better. Yeah, well, let's jump into it. Uh, Tell us first about your NFT charity project, and then I want to come back and explore a little bit more about you. But let's start with the project. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, um, this is not something that I'm, I'm doing for work. This is a sort of a side project that I saw an opportunity to help charities out there because um, as you would know, there are so many amazing people doing amazing work for not-for-profit um, organizations. However, uh, one of the main struggles they have is with fundraising. And so I was thinking about, you know, how can I help them without, um, you know, going out in their fields um, and and doing the work because I have only so many hours in a day and I can maybe provide my time. And I've done that in past before I've worked in Thailand um, in an orphanage, helping them set up computer systems so they can teach kids computers and tech but i was thinking how mm-hmm. can i do that at scale so um one of the thing that is that i have some friends in la um who have been running this charity called gift global initiative so where they go and um one of the thing they do is um they go and install or give solar lights to low-income neighborhoods or areas in South Africa or 12 other um, low-income African countries where they don't have any electricity. So after 6, 7 p.m., it it is like complete darkness. Um, So they give them solar lights, which have no ongoing running costs. And um, and so I was like, okay, how can, I, how can we fund this? So what can we do? So then we decided to create um, some NFTs. And when people purchased NFTs, um, it is, they are on um, gift, G-I-F-T, NFT dot shop. So when people purchase these NFTs, starting from like even like something like $200 on and each one will um, deliver solar lights to even up to 10 different homes. So um, the other idea was to even reward and make the the giver a part of the community, part of the the event. So, so that's what we decided to do. But then instead of just going ahead and launching, we have we are going to release the next iteration of that project and where we are going to work with some uh, celebrities because there were some already um, celebrities, Hollywood celebrities, they were um, giving or um, sponsoring um, um, this charity that I'm working with. Um, So they said, okay, let's um, team up all together and launch something much bigger. So that's what we are going to do in the next two or three weeks, Um, the next iteration. That's why we haven't promoted this, the first version of the project. Um, So that's how it all started with the, with this charity. But 
uh, my long-term vision is to to make the rails so that any charity can come on, hop on the project, um, hop onto our website, the nftcharityproject.com, and and start creating or we help them create nfts a strategy how to promote it and everything from start to finish so they can start um, raising some funds as well as rewarding people who are donating because they already had a lot of these charities had people who are um, donating but why not reward them make them feel part of it so maybe it's like a um, charity giver badge or something like that um so that's how it started and I am trying to integrate. So since I have like discovered over the last year or so, I have been involved in various other blockchain projects in the past, but over the last mm-hmm. year I have um, seen the the value of or the utility that NFTs can bring. So so just like you, I also run a podcast. Um, it's a Web3 podcast or Web3 with Sam Kamani podcast. And one of the things we are doing at the podcast is that we are creating NFTs. So whenever, say, um, someone talks about it or whenever I get a message from someone, like the other day I got a, um, like a, father contacting me like that his 14 year old son he loves my podcast and he's learning so much and so thank you for doing it and stuff so i'm like okay cool so i'm gonna give him like a supporter badge nft and and um this way um i can start creating a community and then there will be only say sort of 1000 key supporters of the platform and they all will have this badge and so then when i run the event it could be just for people who hold that um, NFT in their digital wallet. So that's sort of the the vision. And there'll be other clips of the podcast that people will be able to buy and all that sort of thing. So, um, so there is a lot of cool things and a lot of cool innovation that will be brought about in nearly every single industry because of NFTs. And I see them as, as not as just artwork, but as access because they give access. So in future, they will give... Um, access to the fans to me and for me it will give me access and help me recognize the 1000 true core fans of my podcast um out in the wild throughout the world so um so yeah so there's just some sort of a bit of a background how it all sort of started and what we are doing and all that great now we need to step back for a minute because not everyone knows what an NFT is—a non-fungible token. The, the the name doesn't really explain it to someone who doesn't exactly. get it. Yes. So uh, this is kind of related to cryptocurrency, right? The, to Bitcoin, yes. because like Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, we're using the blockchain technology. Yes. But an NFT isn't a coin. Tell us about what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I would love to share with you and explain in in normal English. And hopefully I do a good job at doing that, um, that people can understand and maybe use it somewhere. So, um, so first of all, let's look at what an NFT is or what a non-fungible token is. Um, so even before we do that, because it is not it hasn't been a word that has been used in our English vocabulary, the word fungible. So first understanding what is fungible and what is non-fungible. So I see um, it as um, non-fungible as um, sort of more of a unique thing. Um, I would like to illustrate it 
with an example um say okay. you have a car and i don't own a car i'm one of your friends i'm in the same city i am just visiting you in florida and i want to um i want um to maybe say borrow your car which you're not using at the moment so i said can i borrow your car for a couple of days and i do that i drive it around for two days i use maybe 10 gallons of fuel um or gas and i refill it with 10 gallons of gas and return it back to you because the gas in this state um in in this example is fungible i can replace it with 10 gallons with 10 gallons and it would not make any difference to you but i right. could not do the same thing your car in this case is a non fungible asset your car is maybe 3 years or 4 years old you have a history with your car you have maybe some dents maybe there is um some memories you have in your car of going on road trips and stuff so i could not go to another sort of a car sales yard and uh, buy another second hand car and return you a random another second hand car <laughs> you know um even though it is the same model but it does not have the same um associated uniqueness to it and and hence the car in this case is a non non fungible asset the fuel was the fungible asset and in similarly um us dollars are fungible asset we can swap one us dollar each and it's a fungible asset but uh two different michelangelo paintings even though they are by the same artist are non fungible we cannot just swap they might not have unique value they, i mean they might they will have unique value they might um not have identical value and that's what non fungible right. tokens are basically um and anything non fungible token there is no price price is just what the demand is um unlike us dollar uh 1 us dollar is equal to 1 us dollars at all all times but one nft right. is not equal to another nft at any time pretty much or most times you can say yeah. um and um and that is the the key sort of a difference um just like a house when you buy you know um it's a non fungible asset in most cases if it's a uniquely designed house because so many factors go into it and just like that so many factors go into an nft what the value the worth of an nft is um there's few more things i would like to share about it that because most of the nfts are around artwork um people mm -hmm. often say that um that i can just take a screenshot of that and i can have that why do i need to pay that sort of exorbitant price for some of the nfts not all but some some go even in millions mm -hmm. of dollars um so there is a very good reason for that just like you can go to the louvre um in france take a picture of the mona lisa's painting and i can have the picture of that at home um or a desktop screen so i already have that i can just go to internet and download it why do i need to pay that price for it um so that that is the same reason why you want to but that's not the only aspect because some people might say that that was a physical asset and now you have only digital but in nft case it was a digital asset to start with and you just have digital versus digital so then why do you need to because um this digital asset and nft so we talked about non fungible but what about token mm -hmm. so token is the other aspect of it because each nft has a unique very long token number and only one of those exist 
in the world and these tokens live on your um, digital wallet so when you open your digital wallet that nft is there um, whereas whereas you if you take the screenshot of that image it won't be living on your digital wallet and since it's in a blockchain it gives you the history of who owned it first um maybe um um steph curry owned it before mm-hmm. you and that has adds additional value to it maybe <laughs> lebron james owned it before him so that adds additional value so um it's also the the history of it just like a car um the porsche owned by james dean is worth a lot more than a porsche owned by you um or i so so mm-hmm. same thing applies to the nfts as well and then the token number are like to give one last example and that is that um like when i was um in india when i was young my parents used to take me to see the general like the gp or the doctor and in the doctor's clinic um very boring experience by the way um Mm -hmm. you go there and and they have a queue and they give you a token number um at the at the reception and they had like 100 tokens or, or something like that and each everyone there would have um, a unique token number so they call that person and you go in so just like that each non-fungible asset with a token number is an nft and everyone has a unique token number so you can use those token numbers as ticket as access so gary v or gary vaynerchuk a lot of people might have heard of his name he uses these as um, access to his podcast or access to his um, conference, the the VCon or the Gary V conference. Um, what happens in that case is that if you own one of his NFT, then you can use that that number as the token number as a ticket and only then you can go to his conference so if you want to go to his conference you have to own his nft and that's how he is adding value or utility to it some other nft projects they organize events and if you want to access that event you have to be holder of that nft or that ticket number so it has gone beyond just the artwork it is um Mm -hmm. enabling access and to to whether it's to celebrities to events to other things so that's yeah in short or sorry in a long so, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> but uh give us some examples of how nonprofits could use nfts what could they what could the nft represent ownership of that a, a nonprofit might have absolutely so so one of the the thing, the easiest one is to reward um, the givers or the supporters of that charity and to create an NFT collection. Then, then they can show that they are the supporters. They can give that. So they say, hey, you are donating money to us. We will give you an NFT and then you will have um, exclusive access to the events or maybe artwork created by maybe it's an NFT um, that is supporting an orphanage. Then they'll get the artwork created by the the kids of that orphanage or something like that so so there are um few different ways which are just the direct sort of giving um then the other one could be events so if you want to go to the events of that charity then you have to be holder of that and then the other thing that this could do is on the networking side so how i see it as the harvard degree is 
just like an NFT. The the information that is um, supplied to you at Harvard is probably um, available online in textbooks, but it does not give you the the um, the access to the same exclusive club. You cannot say you're a Harvard graduate if you have never been there. So just like that, being a part of an NFT collection often gives people access to that exclusive club. And that's why the projects that like uh, board APR club that are worth like $3 billion now have done really well is created this um, community um, that is, say, if you own a board APR club, um, then you have access to this community of few hundred or few thousand other members um, who own it and who are all um, really well-known people. And if you want to be invited or go to that event, you need to own that. So a lot of um, um, charities do charity events, whether it's a golf sort of a thing for CEOs or, or some other art auction or some other um, event like a um sort of a wide yes yes yeah exactly right so um the thing is that it could be now done in the virtual world because now it gives you the scale not everyone has the time to fly around and go to a big charity event but now it gives you an instant recognition so that um if um there is a well-known charity they have done this and then everyone knows that you know to buy this artwork it's a million dollars that means you have that much money that you have donated to this charity and then you can use that as your twitter profile and so it instantly connects you to um to this club of 100 exclusive people who have given 1 million to whatever the name of the charity might be so um and a lot of people do donate um as shallow it might sign but they do donate for the recognition as well and there is nothing wrong with it being recognized if you are doing something it only helps the charity advertise itself more and get more um, donations and be more well known so th- yeah. this is another way that it can um, leverage yeah, that's great well let's take a step back again now sam and tell us a little bit about uh, how you got here tell us a little bit about yourself Absolutely, yes. So uh, so my background is for the last 15 years, I've been working in different types of tech startups. My first tech startup was in the e-commerce space. We owned our own brand. We um, sold things online in New Zealand, Australia, US, um, some parts of Asia. And then I sold that um, brand in end of 2015. Then I took like a year, year and a half of sabbatical. I was burnt out a bit. Um, but that exit allowed me to do those sort of things. Then I worked for, um, went and joined, not worked, went and joined an esports startup, became their sort of um, COO. And then that company got acquired in 2018. That was based um, partly in, in San Francisco. Um, that company got acquired. And after that, I've worked as a CEO for a um, small software development firm in New Zealand. But all during this, I have been exploring the blockchain space, the crypto space, keeping an eye on what's happening on this side of things. And I've always been very interested in the opportunities in this space. Um, so we've been working on building a separate startup on helping people learn more about financial literacy without spending money or gambling money on Robin Hood or anything like that. Um, so removing risk for people so anyone can learn. Um, 
And that's one of the projects. Then the other thing I do is um, I've been running a, a podcast where I talk about, it's the Web3 with Sam Kamani podcast, where I um, talk about all these new innovations in um, in Web3 space. Web3 is mostly like a decentralized um, blockchain-based um, crypto projects, AI, virtual reality, metaverse, NFTs, and all those sort of um, topics. So that is the other thing I um i do um yeah and and i write books on tech startups and stuff and all that so yeah that's that's about it but um pretty much one thing led to another i used to work mostly in on the web 2 side helping companies build uh, minimum viable products or or saas products or crms and things like that but then over the last year i have seen the power of um decentralization and um and what it is enabling and the power of tokenization or tokenization of different assets, just like art and NFT case, um, and, and pretty much a lot more other things um, that I thought that I cannot no longer wait on the sidelines. I have to j- jump in and start creating and start building and start working with other smart people in this space. So yeah, that's that's about it. Oh, that's great. Now, uh, you, you, you're very accomplished uh, and you uh, you're doing impressive things what do you think of as your superpower oh my um superpower is connecting with people that's that's probably it it's um and it's once again it comes down to soft skills it's not the it's not the hard technical skills even though i was trained as a developer it's great to have that technical knowledge but at the end of the day it is still people who make decisions it is still a person making the decision on the other side of the screen whether they want to purchase this nft or whether they want to work with me or they want to come on a podcast and be a guest on my podcast or interview me on their podcast so it is still um very very human side of things um it is still the ability to make connections with anyone anywhere in the world um that would i would say would be my superpower uh, it's a remarkable superpower for someone who's so ingrained in technology so deep into tech uh, we we sometimes think of tech as being the antithesis of human and you're saying all of the success you have is tied to your ability to to connect with people even though you're a technologist. That's interesting. I would um, love to share a story about that if you don't mind. Please. Um, yes. yes. So um, I came to New Zealand as an as a foreign student, international student, and as a as a young sort of a immigrant back in the days, um, going to school here. And after that, it was extremely um, challenging looking for work. So I had to do all sorts of jobs, in, including you know clipping tickets at a at a ferry or a transport terminal, and those sort of. I mean, this is in early like two thousand three, something like that, two thousand three, two thousand four, um, and. And at that time, I would have. I, it's not that I didn't have technical knowledge. I had the degree. I had all that. But then, um, as as a someone who's like a freshman, and a lot of young people would face the same situation anywhere in the world. Even now, with labor shortages and stuff, even with that around the world, if you are young, fresh graduate, you face this trouble. And on top of that, you have you're someone who's an immigrant who um, doesn't have the 
the same sort of uh, visa status, citizenship status. You you face these issues all around the world. And so I would have applied probably in my career, you know, hundreds and hundreds of jobs. But every job I got, every interview I got, every business that I owned, it's all due to connections and the connections that I developed using soft skills. <laughs> um, so so once again, it is the, the human connection, the ability to form human connection is a massive, massive superpower for anyone. Yeah. So how would you coach someone to develop that skill to be more like you? Oh, um. I feel like I was quite lucky because of my growing environment and um, and being a natural extrovert. But having said that, um, um, <clears throat> introverts form some of the deepest connections as well when they do form connections with people. So it is not something that is exclusive. This skill is exclusive to only extroverts or only exclusive to some people. This is something that can be learned just like lifting weights and you get better at it. It is um, a lot of it is practice. And I had to learn when I realized that this is what it is not what you know and who you know. And, you know, 60, 70 percent of the jobs, especially at the high level jobs, they are never advertised. And even if they are advertised, they're just for formality. They already have a candidate in mind. So that's why you would never see that a job of like you know on a online portal they're looking for a ceo of google or something they are all internally that people have climbed through or they had connections to get to that in the first place so it is super vital to learn this skill um and especially if you are in working in charities impacting people um it's all relationship based um the donors have to have that relationship with you to be able to fund so how do you develop these skills and the number one thing is take interest in people and everyone you meet you ask them genuinely how you can help them if you have the other person's interest at heart people know people can see and and um, it automatically works in most cases people don't need anything most people like you if you are their accomplished people you are talking with they are not going to need much but it sets a good precedent that you know that you are interested in them that you are not out there just to sell 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 it's just like if you get a um telemarketer calling you at 6 7 p.m in the evening the first instinct is to get away from them so you don't want someone telling me like doing the giving you the same experience at an event business event or on um, connecting with you on LinkedIn or anywhere like that so so that would be the number one thing that anyone can start practicing straight away yeah that's great great tips great tips thank you so so much well Sam thank you very much for taking the time to be with us tonight I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to visit with you. I say tonight, it's evening where I am, and I think it's morning where you are in New Zealand. Yes, afternoon. So, yes, afternoon, afternoon, actually. So it's not much difference. <laughs> Five hours difference, I think. Yeah. Got. But yeah, a different day, different day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm in future. Uh, time, zones are, time zones are confusing to me. I've traveled all around the world, and I've still never become uh, really comfortable with time zones. Yes. Um, but it's a thrill to connect with you. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Before we wrap up, why don't you take a minute and tell people how they can connect with you? Uh, you know, social media, maybe your website, those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the 
The easiest is obviously LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, I haven't been that active on Twitter, but I intend to get more active on Twitter. I've been quite active on LinkedIn. So it's just my name, Sam Kamani, S-A-M-K-A-M-A-N-I. Or you can look for my um, podcast, which is on Shopify, uh, Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts and pretty much every platform. It is Web3 with Sam Kamani. So the, these would be the easiest places. But if you search for my name, you should find me online. Um, yeah, it's last name is Kamani, K-A-M-A-N-I and Sam. Yeah, cool. Fantastic. Well, Sam, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We wish you every success in this new project with your NFT charity project. We want to see that succeed. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. And it was an absolute pleasure to talk with you and learn a bit more about what you do as well. So thank you. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show twice each week. We host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now keep using your superpowers for good. Together we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.